0: You can see a point where the, if we continue to spend on the pace that we have been spending over over the years, that your 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 spending is going to get too close and uncomfortable through the revenue
1: projection.
2: The dangers of the border crisis do not stop at state lines and are far too great for any one state to ignore or to overcome.
3: I think it's just important to uh, show all of the different organizations that we have on campus, and just show how big and amazing FSU is.
2: From the fourth floor of the Capitol Rotunda, you're listening to WFSU Public Media's Capitol Report, the podcast. I'm Tom Flanagan. Funding for Capitol Report is provided by the following. A grant from the law firm of Circe, Denny, Scarola, Barnhart, and Shipley. Supporting public radio and taking time to care. On the web at SearcyLaw.com. This is Capital Report, the podcast. I'm Tom Blanigan. Among today's Capital Action, the Florida House and Senate Budget Committees passed their appropriation bills yesterday. The measures detailed the chamber's spending plans for the upcoming fiscal year, and we get all the details from Regan McCarthy.
4: The two chambers differ on several issues, including health care spending, funding for prisons, and money for tourism marketing. One thing the proposals have in common—they're both slightly lighter than the current budget. Ormond Beach Republican Representative Tom Leek chairs the House Appropriations Committee. He says the decrease is part of planning for the future.
0: When you look at look out three to five years, as we typically do, you can see a point where the if we continue to spend on the pace that we have been spending over over the years, that your 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 spending is going to get too close and uncomfortable to the revenue projections. And so, even though those those are three to five years out. Uh, it is uh, the Speaker's goal and my goal to deliver an austere budget that, that uh, puts us in a good position for three to five years down the road.
4: Senate Budget Head Pensacola Republican Senator Doug Broxson has similar concerns. He says while the state has more money at its disposal, he wants to pass a budget that leaves plenty of pad for potential emergencies.
2: We're a state that's the most hurricane-prone state in the world with storms yet to be named that will cost us billions. And as always, we're always concerned about a downturn in the national economy.
4: Each year when lawmakers travel to Tallahassee for the legislative session, their only requirement is to pass a balanced budget. Passing the appropriations bills through their respective committees is the first step. I'm Regan McCarthy.
2: The recently reactivated Florida State Guard will be headed to Texas to help deal with the immigration problems at the southern border. Governor Ron DeSantis, who's been highly critical of President Joe Biden's immigration policies, made the announcement today at Jacksonville's Cecil Airport on the city's west side. Will Brown was there and has this report.
0: Florida's paramilitary state guard was inactive for more than 70 years when Governor Ron DeSantis revived it in 2022 to protect Floridians from illegal immigration and civil unrest. Guard director Mark Theme says that a surge in immigration in Texas has ramifications for Florida. The dangers
2: of the border crisis do not stop at state lines and are far too great for any one state to ignore or to overcome.
0: U.S. Customs and Border Protection says its agents met with nearly two and a half million migrants waiting to enter the United States from Mexico last year. In addition to the state guard, DeSantis says the Florida Highway Patrol and Florida National Guard will also send people to the border with Mexico. They're saying, oh, you can have you shut the border down only if you get more than five thousand illegal aliens a day. Well, that's a million eight a year, 1.8 million a year that you're just saying is fine, that that's an acceptable amount of illegal entries. To me, the only acceptable amount of illegal entries is zero. DeSantis did not say when he plans to send Florida's officers, troopers and soldiers to South Texas. i Brown in Jacksonville.
2: Lynn Hatter reports that move appears to have surprised even some of the governor's supporters and is also raising some questions about its legality.
3: Florida Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo told reporters she learned State and National Guard troops were heading to Texas just moments before. Yeah, you know, I just heard about it two minutes ago because I've been up on the podium all morning. So I, uh, I really don't know what the details are and I'd have to get back to you. DeSantis made the announcement Thursday morning in Jacksonville. The Florida legislature created the State Guard just a few years ago, and it's steadily been expanding the Guard's power. The group was initially meant as a supplement to the National Guard to be deployed in-state only and during emergencies like natural disasters. Florida House Minority Leader Fentress Driscoll blasted DeSantis for the move. You know, my initial reaction is that he is so desperate to get national attention and to insert himself in national issues in any way that he can. The men and women of the state guard and certainly the National Guard did not sign up to be used as political stunts. And that's clearly what this is. The Florida State Guard was reestablished by the legislature in 2022. A staff analysis of last year's expansion bill states that it can only operate, quote, with the jurisdiction as considered necessary by the governor. When asked if the legislature contemplated the state guard could be ordered elsewhere, Pasadomo said, This uh, whole state guard program is brand new in Florida, and it's been evolving evolving over the last two years. Um, And I think it'll evolve even further. So we'll see where it goes. DeSantis is defending the move. He says the deployment is meant to address an immigration crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. The governor previously allowed private contractors to fly undocumented migrants from Texas to other states. I'm Len Hatter.
2: Today is FSU Day at the state capitol. Florida State University students, staff, and supporters spent the day showing off some of what makes the school special. Alexandra Dressner was on the scene.
1: Cheerleaders and the band are gathered at the Capitol Courtyard to celebrate FSU's achievements this year. Melissa Greenfield with the Student Veterans Center says her association is in attendance to spread awareness and meet new people. FSU Day is important just to learn about what organizations we have at campus and what we have going on. Gwen Arietta, with the group FSU Unconquered by Debt, says her organization is promoting programs the school offers to help students learn financial literacy. I
3: think it's just important to uh, show all of the different organizations that we have on campus and just show how big and amazing FSU is.
1: Eden Schultz works with the Mag Lab, which he calls the hidden jewel of Tallahassee. He says he enjoys teaching the public about the work scientists do there. We're all about outreach and education and getting people interested in our science. Officials say they also hope to highlight Florida State University's academic and athletic success during the annual FSU Day at the Capitol. I'm Alexandra Dresner.
2: And in a sad irony, FSU Day at the Capitol took place the same day Mike Martin died. He was a member of the College Baseball Hall of Fame who won an NCAA Division I record 2,029 games in 40 seasons as Florida State's baseball coach. It brought to an end Martin's three-year-long battle with dementia. He was 79. The school announced Martin's death this afternoon on social media. Our regular Capitol Report correspondents are Adrian Andrews, Gina Jordan, Lynn Hatter, Regan McCarthy, Margie Menzel, and Tristan Wood. Thanks also to Will Brown and Alexandra Dresner. Shows are available Monday through Thursday by 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever you get your podcasts. On many of these Florida public radio stations, you can tune in each Friday to catch the latest on all things happening at the Capitol. That show is also available in podcast form. Technical assistance comes from Taylor Cox, and I'm Tom Flanagan. This is Capital Report, the podcast from WFSU Public Media. Funding for Capital Report is provided by the following: a grant from the law firm of Circe Denny Scarola Barnhart and Shipley, supporting public radio and taking time to care. On the web at CirceLaw.com. Capital Report is a production of WFSU Public Media in Tallahassee.